Hey guys, this is Hayden. Just wanted to let you know that when Kamila and I first recorded this episode, it was not in our usual recording space, so that's why it does not sound as good. It's definitely still listenable, but just letting you know that the quality will be back on par next month, but for now, hope you guys are able to deal with this. Thanks. Okay. Everybody. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name is Kamila. And we are posting this episode to be more of a, I don't want to say mini-sode exactly, because it's more than what our mini-sodes typically are. Yeah, it's kind of like longer, but it's kind of like a response or an update. Yeah, to our last episode last month. Kamila went to Japan for a couple weeks, and then I went to California for a couple weeks. So we've been all over, but we wanted yeah. to get something out for this month. Yeah. So we decided that there's been enough content about last month's episode that we can go over that's new. Right. And it's just like, not to be, you know, a bummer, but we kind of need to make people aware of certain things that are going on and just like, just comment on it since we were talking about it before and... Some new things have come up. Exactly. So the first thing we want to talk about is the recent uh, updates that have happened about John Lay and Kathy Cat. It has to do with a YouTuber named Tyler Willis. She has a channel called Scarfing Scarves, and it's a J Fashion YouTube channel. She posts uh, a weekly video called Last Week Lolita News, and uh, she details stuff that's happened in the past week with Alita's. with Alita. And then she kind of has this, like, way of talking that's just like, ah, yes, welcome to Lolita News. You know, like, something like that. (laughs) It's very much her brand. Yeah. I I enjoy it so much. Like a newscaster the entire time. Yeah, Yeah, way Mm -hmm. over the top. Mm -hmm. And she made a video detailing the debacle about John Lay and Kathy Cat and how Kathy Cat is actively supporting John Lay's brand, Shop in Wonderland. And so after she posted her first video about it to YouTube, she was hit from YouTube with a copyright strike, even though there was no copyrighted content in her video. And that was from Ask Japan, which is the YouTube channel that I guess is working with Kathy Cat and um, with John Lay, Anime Matsuri. This copyright strike came from people backing Kathy Cat. Yeah. So it wasn't just some random person who was like, I don't like this. I'm going to give you a copyright strike. Right. It was from Kathy Cat's own people. Right. So then she made another video about what had happened with the copyright strike. Mm-hmm. And that got copyright striped from YouTube from Ask Japanese. She's finally made uh, one last video about the situation and decided to post it to her Facebook where she couldn't get the risk of a third and final copyright strike. Hey guys, Hayden again. After Kamila and I recorded this episode, right when I got home, there were more updates about the Scarfing Scarves debacle. Tyler Willis has recently gotten notified by John Lay's lawyer that she is at risk of getting sued unless she takes down the videos she's posted of him. And he's wanting to sue her for slander, for defamation, and just a bunch of ridiculous other claims that they're trying to get her in trouble for. 
What do you think about this whole thing? It's kind of like blowing up more than I thought it like would. Just like I saw that that video came up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. And then I didn't realize it was going to actually cause them to respond in that way. What I keep waiting for is an actual statement from Kathy Cat about her association with Shop in Wonderland. You know, even if it's like she's siding with John Lay or she's saying that she didn't know or something like I'm just like something. Because when you try to do things that are kind of like underhanded, like copyright strikes about people just talking about it, then it makes you look way more suspicious. It just seems like way more shady to do that. And it brings a lot more attention to the story that you're trying to hide and bury. So I'm kind of just like, if you're trying to make this go away, that wasn't the way to make it go away. Stopping that one video isn't gonna stop that information from coming out because this is very prevalent information in at least the Lolita community that's in Houston, Texas, and in certain online forums that I'm a part of. So you're better off having a statement. I I honestly don't think they will come out with anything ever. I yeah. think they're probably trying to ignore it until it goes away, which yeah. sucks. Yeah, and it just makes Kathy Cat look like she's just kind of this empty figure. Like she's not like a real person anymore. She's just like I don't know, just like a like a figurehead that's just like, I'm just here to be cute and I don't, you know, share my thoughts on things that are actually going on. It's definitely creepy and it's upsetting. It's extremely upsetting. Especially to find out that instead of like addressing the issue, they just try to bury it. While you're waiting for a statement, I'm waiting for like a message from them to our SoundCloud saying like, hey, please take down your episode. Yeah. And I'm almost just like, well, you know, we just started. So we're still like under the radar. Yeah. And hopefully... But I'm also like afraid of, you know, even the other people that we were talking about with Ryan Kampf and things like that. As far as like the people that at least I'm friends with, I'm friends with a lot of people in the mid in the Midwest. And I can see how someone maybe connected to Ryan could see or hear about our episode or anything that we're talking about. So I'm just like, that's a possibility that that could happen. Yeah, and it's not like we're trying to hide what we're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. this is what we do. But it's just like, oh, goodness, when, yeah. are, when is our time to shine gonna come? Right, <laughs> like, like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I just feel like that's the reckoning, you know? It's just like, oh, I see what happened to Scarfing Scarves. And it's just like, wow, that's something that could happen to us. How would we deal with that sort of scrutiny? Mm-hmm. It's thankfully, I don't think we can get copyright strikes from SoundCloud just for having a podcast. Yeah. So if they do try to do that, I highly doubt it will happen, but yeah. we definitely but will they, fight it. You know, but they got the strike taken away. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I recently, didn't hear about that. Yeah, recently the strike was taken away on the first video. So the first video is back up. Good. That's, That's one way. But yeah, that was certainly a worry for a while that they're channel could possibly be ended because there was two strikes because she Mm -hmm. put up a second video and so it was just yeah and like I had commented on Scarfing Scarves' third video asking whether or not she could appeal or repeal the copyright strikes and I didn't get any response back I wasn't really expecting one but to hear that yes it did get taken away is very comforting but it's still frustrating that it had to happen in the first place 
And then, you know, happy new year. You know, that has passed since we've last like spoken to you guys. And when I woke up the next day, I was like tagged in all of these like posts and messages about something. And I was just like, whoa, like what's going on? And I see a message from my friend and from Hayden, like at the same time, (laughs) it just like blew up all at the same time. One moment when I'm away from my phone and I got information that someone really prevalent in the, I guess the Harajuku community, like straight in Japan, Tensuke Iwai? Iwai, yeah. Iwai, okay. From Broken Doll. Broken Doll is a brand, store, and a band. Correct. In Japan. Broken Doll is kind of like pop, I don't know. Is it's it been like, on the rise yeah, in popularity. It's been on the rise in popularity. There's like these J Fashion and J Fashion sales groups on Facebook. And a lot of times we'll see posts from Broken Doll and from like the designer Kensuke himself. So as well as being a designer of the brand Broken Doll, he is also the general manager and guitarist in the band. So we see like a lot of posts between, you know, him posting about things in the store and then also any sort of like, um, say, American or Western fashion idols they'll go to the store and like take a picture being like, yeah, I got to go to the Broken Doll store. It was cool. Or when they're going to American conventions or concerts. Yeah. Post. Yeah, I just know I just know a lot of people who have like gone to that store or have maybe ordered something from it. In fact, when I went to Japan, I went to Listen Flavor store and there was a broken doll item in the store. And I was just like, Oh wow, cool because I'm not gonna be able to actually visit this store. Anyway, I come back from Japan. We have like a great New Year's. And we find out that Kensuke has been been involved in sexually assaulting a woman on New Year's Eve. It's a very detailed account, and we don't want to go into detail here. Um, there are also screenshots of messages that appear to be from Kensuke to other people on Facebook making unsolicited sexual advances. Broken Doll hasn't made any remarks on the subject, but Kensuke's page has recently gone almost completely private. We've only seen like one person speak in defense of Kensuke saying that the screenshots were faked. However, the timestamps are from November and that's a huge time gap from New Year's Eve. So it's recently there's just been a huge spike in people in the J fashion community accusing others of harassment, sexual assault. It's really scary how much this has been going on in the community, especially mm-hmm. since it is such a misunderstood subgenre of fashion. From kinksters online misinterpreting mm-hmm. the fashion to be something kinky or age play, people thinking that it's that and liking it, people thinking that it's that and not liking it, scorn from the outside world thinking that we're a bunch of weirdos trying to pretend like we're kids. And then to all of a sudden get a bunch of accusations against people, it reinforces that idea. I spoke about this last month and it's still something that I fear is going to I don't want to say haunt the community, but something that might become more prevalent where someone might have overheard one thing or 
gotten misinformation from one person and someone says, oh, I'm a part of the J fashion community, they say, isn't that like that kinky thing? And it's just like, no, oh, it's not. Yeah. It's fashion. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I mean, like, the thing that hurts here is that these are people who have a lot of influence in the community, especially when it's someone that's from the place that you're trying to emulate. That holds a lot of power in the American J fashion community. If you're Mm -hmm. from Japan and you're, you know, popular or becoming more well-known there and you come here. It's like our own little celebrity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just the fact that a lot of the rumors were that and the messages kind of seemed like he had this like obsession with foreign girls, young foreigner girls. It's kind of like taking advantage of that sense of awe when you go to this other country and you need someone. He's always offering like, you know, to help foreigners with getting around or something like that or trying to practice his English. You know, I've seen, you know, that he's had girls that were teenagers reaching out to them about like helping him with his English and he'll help them with the with their Japanese through like a phone call or something and I'm just like like, I'm just like like, you're 40 years old with like a family and I'm just like there's actually services to officially set that up instead of like just reaching out to someone on the internet um that's way younger than you it's just very weird and yeah there's definitely a power imbalance between that uh taking advantage of someone's admiration of you yeah as an icon is and i'm i can't say that he's done that or not mm-hmm. but the possibility of that happening it is skeevy it's so skeevy right right and then like with john lay there's the whole he's owning like shop in wonderland and that's just like another being put in a position of power in the community you know, being a former Kauai ambassador. And it's just like, how do these people become like, you know, get to the level that they're at? And then we find these things about them. And it's just like, you can feel like this distrust. Exactly. So those are our thoughts on the situations. Mm -hmm. Again, this isn't a full episode, but it's definitely different from the usual minisodes that we do. Um, we will be back next month with an entirely full episode, uh, and we're looking forward to a really great new year. We have a lot of things planned, a lot of, uh, possible guests, uh, coming in. So that's super exciting. Yeah. And we look forward to a new year of Kauai news and Kauai conversations. My name's Hayden. And my name's Kamala again. And this is OK Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.